0: Hey everybody, I'm Neil Ronaghan and welcome to Nintendo World Report TV for a special Nintendo News Report in which we're going to talk about Pokemon Sun and Moon and our reviews that went up on the website NintendoWorldReport.com uh, today. It's November 15th and I'm joined by the two men who reviewed Pokemon. We got our our sunny Alex Kalafi. Why, hello there. And our moonstruck Don Koopman. Well, that's kind of true because it's 4am here, so... Oh, hello, hello. <laughs> I guess it kind of worked out. Although it's it's dark dark in my parts too. Sorry. So it's just it's it, we're all we're all living that, the the thug moon life right now.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, so what we're gonna do, I guess, just a little bit here. Uh, we're still bound by some embargoes, but uh, Alex and Don have both finished the game. I'm 20 hours in right now, okay. and we're gonna talk about it. And if you are in the chat, we will answer your questions. So, let's go. Uh, Don, let's start with you. Um, you have a scored review up on the site. Yep. Uh, kind of, what's, what's sum up your feelings on Pokemon Moon? So,
2: I think that the world they created is really great. I, I felt like I enjoyed walking through it, and I just kept going for that game. But, there were moments where I stopped from, this doesn't feel right, especially that it comes down to the story. I don't feel that the story is all that great. Um and next to that it's a bit on the easier side and I, while well, I found some challenges at some points in Auras, I don't think that X and Y was all that challenging either, but I really felt it during the grind of Sun and Moon sometimes, which was an annoyance. Uh and the final like mm-hmm. the final thing I would say that I don't really liked about the game was when I did double battles like the frame rate chugged like crazy. And I don't know why that was,
1: because...
0: Weren't there similar issues with that with X and Y? I seem to remember having <laughs> slow down much. there, too. Not as much. X
1: and Y chugged more often than it didn't, if we're, yeah. if we're being
0: honest. That's true. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> but my experience has been granted, I haven't. I played a little bit of Y a couple months ago, just I got the Pokemon itch. Yeah. And I had to, I had to suppress it somehow. Uh, so... Um, it's been a while since I played through all of X and Y, but sure, I, I remember like grimacing at technical issues there, uh, to a lesser or to a greater degree than I've been grimacing at technical issues in Sun and Moon. Sure, right. But,
2: but when compared to X and Y, I would say that Double Battles didn't chuck as much as they do here. And were you playing it? Or were you playing it on a new 3DS? I was playing it on a new 3DS.
0: Yeah, I was as well. Alex, were you playing the game on a new 3DS? I was playing it on a new
1: 3DS XL. I thought the game ran technically better than it did in X and Y because I actually, like, about a week or two ago, I picked up X and Y again just so I would get an accurate uh, mental vision of what those games were actually like before picking up Sun and Moon, which made me appreciate Sun and Moon a lot more in some ways. But what I'll say is those battles run at a strong 13 FPS at best. (laughs) And I but, think these yeah. games run better, and it's no surprise that the 3D is completely off for almost all the game, sure, sure. because even with the 3D off, you're right, the double battles do have a tendency to chug just a little bit more than they should.
2: Yeah, they. especially, I can't really talk about those parts of the game, but especially if you go into the post-game stuff, and you go into like those double battles, it really chugs a lot. And a lot of yeah. lot. Yeah, I
0: haven't run into I haven't run into that many double battles. I mean it seems like I mean the ones where it kind of introduced more of those gimmicky battles, it seems like less on the in the story of Sun and Moon. Yeah. Sure, sure.
2: Um and to talk a bit more positive, I think that the battle mechanics are as fun as ever and they look really sleek with that redesigned menu on top. Um I think the characters in the world are super yeah, charming.
0: Um, yeah, all of the little UI tweaks that they made, like how you can just see what's effective and not effective sure, yeah. right after you fight a Pokemon for the first time. Like, you don't even need to capture it to be able to go in the Pokedex and see what type sometimes. it is.
1: Sometimes. Do you notice that sometimes it doesn't display that stuff?
0: I, I haven't noticed it at all. No, I notice that not sometimes.
1: Noticed it's Maybe it's just something in my game or maybe something I'm doing wrong, but sometimes I will open up the uh, the moves. And I won't see the super effective. But I also agree, for the most part, the UI stuff is uh, is way better.
2: Yeah. And I think it also ties into I, that I like the C
0: moves a, a lot, too. Um, I didn't think I much like of a, I them... I like them better than Mega Evol- Evolutions, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I didn't
2: think much of them before, like, pre-launch, but they were really cool, especially those animations are incredible.
0: <laughs> and, like, all the dumb dances, that so... So for people who are completely unaware, which, if you're completely unaware, don't know why you're watching a review just well, I guess, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you're here and you don't know anything about Pokemon, great. That's awesome. Uh, so I'll explain that there used to be these things called gyms in Pokemon games, but... In, <laughs> never in... again!
1: There will never be a
0: gym in a Pokemon uh, game as long as Maybe you in a sequel? Like, there's all these random empty lots... Uh, throughout the towns That look like, huh, a gym could go Real well right in that spot
2: And I still don't know what they're for Yeah, like to but then it.
0: there's I mean, there's that like crap with like the Battle Frontier In, what was that, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire Where they're just like, coming soon <laughs> Well, I think based on the way The story
1: plays out The way sequel games for this would go actually seems very straightforward it's no secret that the entire like a lot of the premise of the story is that there's no pokemon league and that there is there is story stuff about uh them trying to create a pokemon league which which was in the pre-release materials i remember yeah Uh, especially in, in the last few weeks so where a sequel would go is it would maybe be It could be a Pokemon League, and I'm not saying that based on endgame stuff, because I don't know, but I'm saying, like, it could become more of a Pokemon League, or they might be some weird hybrid league, which in itself, the Totem Trial challenges are already a lot like gym battles, except they're just micro gyms, and there's no people you're
0: fighting. Just just wild Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah, but I do love, um, I mean, like, every, every, every trial, which is the thing that replaced gyms, uh there's like a layer of goofiness that I feel wasn't present in any gym battle where it's like in one you're like collecting food. Yes. And then like you feed the you make this meal and then the pokemon sneaks up behind you and you're like oh no it's a battle. <laughs> um and then there's another time where it's just like I don't know there's a bunch of Marowaks dancing. <laughs> What's up with that?
1: Like do you remember <laughs> in the original Pokemon games uh, Red and Blue and Yellow mm-hmm. Uh, Blaine's Gym. And in Blaine's Gym, it would be this thing where you would have to answer this quiz and if you get it right, you don't really have to fight much of anyone, but if you get it wrong then you have to battle something. These trials are almost like an expanded take on that idea. I think there
2: was... Definitely have done this also before with a gym where you have to go to different doors as well, and if you go to certain doors, you don't have to battle that much. Yeah. Yeah. So they definitely experimented with that stuff before, but it's, they're taking it to the extremes here. Hmm. Which, I, yeah,
0: it's good stuff. I'm going to make a stretch with how I feel about the trials, uh, but it's something that, at least when I, when I played through it, it really stuck out to me. It kind of reminds me of Skyward Sword, in that hmm. uh, how Skyward Sword had that whole idea of, like, the dungeons and the overworld are become one. Mm. Like it kind of feels like, like there, I mean, there's, I, I won't, I won't point out specifically what it is, but there's even an early trial where like you go through it and then they're just like, Oh yeah, psych you're in the trial now. <laughs> and it like very organically happens like these, like, like it's more that like you're exploring the world and you happen to go and come upon these, then less so than where it's just like here's the specific yeah. place in this town that you have to go to in order to progress. Say yeah. They, yeah. they hide they hide it a little more.
1: It's that that's one of my favorite moves in modern video games is when like it's a surprise mission that you're in. Yeah. It's uh, Metal Gear Solid Five has one of the most famous examples and then Pokemon does it. Zelda does it now, and then they're also presumably going to be doing it a lot next year. It's one of the it's one of the things games have started doing in one of the last two two or three years, and I think it's cool.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, so you... someone's asking someone's asking the chat about the difficulty, and Don, you you kind of touched on that a little bit, mm-hmm. but. Uh... I guess, Alex, where? how do you feel about the difficulty? Because I know that you've kind of critiqued Pokemon games in the past.
1: It's been my main critique of Pokemon games for maybe the last five years is how their difficulty has gone. <laughs> I would say Black and White was the last Pokemon game to offer any kind of remote challenge whatsoever in a lot of cases. Uh, mm-hmm. Black and White 2 was easier. X and Y was really easy. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire was, I would say, the easiest Pokemon games ever. And then Sun and Moon... Mm. Sun and Moon... It starts giving you a little bit of challenge. It gets really easy for about uh, a long portion of the game. It does make a difficulty spike uh, at some point later in the game. Close to maybe some... Some stuff we're not allowed to talk about yet, but there is a bit of a difficulty spike later in the game that I thought was very apparent, and I won't say that it's a hard game. The game will offer you almost no resistance. I didn't uh die once until the post-game, and that was because it was a battle I was woefully unprepared for, but I will say... From my perspective, as someone who is playing with the EXP share on for the first time and played with it off in both Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and X and Y, I would call Sun and Moon slightly harder games. Not hard, slightly harder.
2: I kind of disagree with that, though, because I found some challenge in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire at moments.
0: Hmm, okay. what, What do you think, Neil? Uh, for me, I, I first off I did not play Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire, um, so I can't comment on that. Uh, Sun and Moon has definitely been more challenging than X and Y. I've played it the same way, where uh, I rock the XP share because I, I what I liked about the XP share so much in X and Y was it kind of encouraged me to more screw around with my team, like mm. you know subbing people in and out, trying Pokemon I probably wouldn't commit to as I get later in the game, and I'm doing that the same in sun and moon and i really enjoy that but playing that way sun and moon has been way harder than x and y in my estimation And i think some of that has to do it seems like there might even be better ai or there's i mean because there are there are you know trainers out there that are specifically ace trainers that like use z moves and have a lot of like full restores and crap like that um and they seem to actually respond to like type ...type disadvantages and things like that. The
1: AI is better in this game, remarkably, than I would say previous games. Though, the one shining example of this is the use of moves like Stealth Rock and Spikes. Which would normally be yeah. in the competitive circuit, most of all. Lay down three three layers of Spikes, so whenever you send uh, a Pokemon in, it'll end up losing like 20% of its health automatically trainers know that technique in this game yeah and i was super impressed by that it's it's mo- the most impressive stuff in this game is the little stuff like it's like that it's also the fact that when trainers throw out pokemon it's always a different pokeball which i don't know if that was new but i i became more apparent that's this that's time.
2: new that's absolutely
1: new okay wasn't that cool i thought that was cool it's, it was really cool yeah okay I think, I
2: think that the, the battle stuff itself, like how it looks and how it's laid out, is really, really good.
1: Um, but Neil, let me tell you about where I'm at on uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon at, that, at this point. Go because for it. I have a review in progress. When I wrote the review, I had not beaten the game. And when it's a Pokemon game, I don't think a Pokemon game can properly be reviewed until you experience the post-game at least a little bit and know how much content there is. Because I I said this in the review, or almost review itself, a Pokemon game is defined by its post-game in the modern era, is, as far as I'm concerned, in a
0: lot of ways. I would, I would you know what, I'm going to interrupt you there and say that I disagree with that slightly because of how kind of unique and new the story progression in sun and moon is um i would say when everything was eight gyms and the elite four then yeah the post game mattered way more two years ago
1: Uh, a pokemon game is defined by its post game
0: yes that's true but i
1: still think that a post game and a po if a pokemon game just ends and then there's nothing to do regardless of how much stuff they do on the front end it's still kind of a big problem to me yeah to me. Mm. Maybe not to everyone, but to me. But overall, as someone who was not too fond of X and Y, uh, especially looking in the rear-view mirror, and as someone who might argue that Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire are the weakest games in the series, Sun and Moon are good Pokemon games. Like, th- these are these are two of the good ones to me, and let me tell you why.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The game totally redefines what it means to be a Pokemon game, between the Trials which are kind of like gyms, but not like gyms, but there are things like gyms, but then there are not gyms. It, it basically, it places a focus on the region itself more than any game in the past has done. And every decision it makes feels like it's in service of the region. For instance, you got the riding Pokemon now, which are uh, which fully replace HMs. You can ride uh, you can ride a Tauros, and then that's Rock Smash, and you didn't think Rock Smash would be fun, but now it's the most fun thing to do in the game. <laughs> it's in, which goes in service of the fact that Alola is a region that it's about the Pokemon. It's yeah. a region that that's about wildlife, and they make this game very wildlife-centric. In that uh, Pokemon, the way the wild Pokemon encounters are spread out, it's natural. Like, you'll find the same Pokemon across three routes, but not other routes. And, and it, Pokemon now feel more like wildlife. The fact that Pokemon can summon other Pokemon from the wild to fight with them makes it feel more like, like a real Someone, someone actually, thing.
0: Someone asked in the chat, um, have you guys attempted to SOS chain to get rare Pokemon slash hidden abilities slash increased shiny rate? I have not done any, I don't even know what that is. I mean, SOS is one Pokemon call for other Pokemon. Like, but like, yeah, I, I have I, heard I, some I, stuff about I, how you I, can I like used... ridiculously chain that. You can get like, pre- I've had, I had Predator Pokemon show up when I, um, I think it was a, like 10 carat hill mm-hmm. on the, the first island yeah, yeah, where I had a Sableye come and just destroy the Pokemon that it was against, <laughs> that, that, that summoned it. That's, like, I was that so happened. confused when that
2: happened. <laughs> that actually, that happen- actually happened a few times to me, and I, I found it really funny. But, uh, yeah, I used that a few times to to get a few Pokémon here. There. There's actually an item that encourages that, too, To that the Pokémon will call yeah. more... What
0: is it, the Adrenaline Bell or something? The Adrenaline Orb. The Adrenaline Orb?
2: Yeah. yeah. And I got a Chansey that way very early in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard some. I've seen some stuff online of people getting like real powerful Pokemon on the first island that aren't like naturally habited there. Mm.
2: Yeah, it's really
1: difficult to do, but once you string it together, it feels so satisfying. Yeah. But yeah, I I think this is a good game. I like the way the region is designed because Pokemon feel more like wildlife, and this feels more like a living, breathing world. I think the game is slightly harder, although me and Don may have our disagreements over that. I think <laughs> sure. the region is, is beautifully constructed, uh, and I think the fact that it's a completely different kind of region works to its advantage. I think the story, uh, the parts that aren't the trials, the stuff that uh, surrounds the story, it starts extremely promising and then leaves me a little high and dry at the end. Uh, I think with- I think the best parts about the story is when Lily is involved. Yeah, Lily's, Lily's the game's Lily and Howe. Is he your, your friend? I think yeah. even Those... Howe, is, Howe is not that important to me. But he's Lily's... the second most important character in the game. It's yeah. Lily's the yeah, one... Yeah,
0: he's just he's this dude that shows up and then like, I beat up his Pikachu every now and then. And then yeah. you
1: have a way more badass rival who shows up, which, uh, what's his face? It's, he, this one isn't a Kledion? secret eater, It's the guy who has, uh, type null. Gladion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He ends up being really cool, but it's you. You have to deal with how, who kind of sucks. I agree. Lily's like the one really good character in the game. I like the even, professor it's not a lot even, too. It's the not even your story. It's Lily's story. <laughs> it's Lily's world. We all just live in it. Yeah. Yeah. But no.
0: Yeah, you're just. <laughs> we're just. We're just <laughs> in Lily's adventure. So so going off the story, um, there's there's like a lot more of a cinematic touch. Someone's asking in the chat about like um. Did did that make a difference?
1: Yes. It's absolutely made a difference. Somewhat, the yeah. stuff you saw in X and Y, they crank that up by about four notches in this game. It's mm-hmm. the way that they tried to do a narrative story there, but there wasn't really a story in X and Y, so there wasn't really much of a stuff to do that cinematic stuff with. There's more of a story in this game, and they do try to take advantage of it. I would say if the story was stronger, this game would be completely indistinguishable from a console JRPG. In a lot of ways. I I, I agree
0: with you. Have you played a console JRPG
1: lately? Like, the stories are never really a strong suit there. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends what you want out of a story, because Tokyo Mirage Sessions is the best story (laughs) of the year as far as I'm concerned.
0: I mean, this ain't got nothing on that, but yeah. as far as story goes... I mean,
1: uh, 3DS but, JRPGs, maybe there's a lot of, there's not much to compete with It's, like, year.
0: weird, because I, I would say that there's, like, super strong comparisons to be made between this game and 7th Dragon 3. <laughs> which I really liked, but it's just, like, the way... Because it's the same kind of setup, where it's just that, like, you create your own character, and there's just, like, some, like, little girl that follows you around, and, like, she's actually way more important than you.
2: That's actually a really good point.
0: (laughs) The
1: last thing I want to say about this game is that this feels like Pokemon at its most confident. I would say the last few Pokemon games, they've had a problem where they keep trying to shoehorn one or two gimmicky mechanics, but they don't fully uh, integrate them into the main game. Like take triple battles from Black and White, how it's in two battles. But they they uh they try to treat it like it's a big deal. The Battle Royale stuff, there are some gimmick stuff, but it's pushed to the side immediately. And the main game itself, it feels extremely uh confident. The Alolan Pokemon thing, they go in completely, 100% in. The Z-moves, once you get Z-moves, it feels like they've always been in the series.
0: Like it, yeah, no, it, it's it, fully it fits integrated. in so well.
1: Yeah. And I I think this game it doesn't it's not it doesn't do that insecure Pokemon thing where they introduce a lot of gimmicky shit and then just like do it 3 times and then that's the end of it.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: This game feels like they knew exactly what kind of game they wanted to make and they made it. That's what that's what I like most about Sun and Moon. It feels confident. Sure.
0: I just I just think it's a damn good game. Uh someone in the chat just asked about the music. Um I think that the music is absolutely amazing. It's basically a lot of familiar Pokemon tunes with a fantastic island vibe. Yeah. So I think
2: I think yeah. my favorite tune in that entirety of that game is when you fight a Kahuna.
0: Yeah. No. It, it, like the yeah, the the battle tracks are very very good. Yeah. The
1: Hawaiian acapella stuff is super awesome. Yeah. It's. it's I, just there, there's fun. probably it's like, a real just, name. There's for a
0: bouncy that. feel. Yeah. There's a bouncy feel to the whole game. That I just really enjoy. Like they I mean I Grassland agree a Groove!
1: Bit. Grassland Groove, that's what the soundtrack feels like. Grassland Groove from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze.
0: Yeah. Huh. No yep. it actually I would say yeah. that there's probably some comparisons to be made between this soundtrack and the Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze <laughs> soundtrack. If you told uh, me that but, David but,
1: Wise did select portions of the soundtrack, I would <laughs> believe you. Turns out him and Masuda go way back. <laughs> Did you know that David Wise worked on the original Pokemon game? <laughs> He's waiting in line to be di- director after Omori does a few more games. <laughs>
0: um, but, but anyway, uh, I thought that the island theme would get very tired in this game. Because uh, I, I, I like variety in my, my locales. But I think they did a very good job of differentiating the islands, kind of making making each one feel unique uh there's a lot of varied architecture in in every area where it's just like you know there's one that's a little more asian there's one that's a little more european and i think that contributes to making the you know the cohesive island vibe not be overwhelming
1: yeah right. i would actually also argue that the island stuff gets better as you get deeper into the game like, yeah. the second I island see more is, better at exp- is better exploration than the first island, the third than the second, and then the fourth, I won't say anything about the fourth island. Yeah, no, we, we, we I, can't. It can't. We can't. <laughs> but I'm just saying, the stuff I am allowed to talk about, everything is better than the last. Sure, that's... yeah. Um. Yeah. I I would say the island stuff yep. is cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's our show <laughs> for
0: this week. Yeah, uh, yeah well, so Alolan yeah, Pokemon
1: uh, Meowth looks ridiculous. Oh yeah, ridiculous. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah someone looks more ridiculous.
0: That, that uh, so someone asked earlier in the chat about uh, what's the spread between old and new Pokemon? And I think oh. that <laughs> it feels like there's a way more focus on old Pokemon than new Pokemon, mm-hmm. but they present old Pokemon in new ways. Uh, I think that the Alolan forms are really awesome, and it, I mean, like they, and then even that with the old Pokemon, and the new Pokemon, they kind of do a good job of like giving you a lot to start, and then kind of slowly teasing them out throughout. Where like you know, there's some there's some Alolan Pokemon that don't show up until later, and I think that's kind of cool. Where yeah. there's a bunch that like you can get very early on. You can get like a Rotata, a Meowth, a Grimer, um, what a Diglett. You can get that pretty early, and so you can have all these. Old old 150 Alolan versions in your party, if you so choose. For sure. I'm
1: disappointed there aren't more. Like, I feel like I see a Growlithe in the game, and I'm like, oh, I kind of wish there was an Alolan Growlithe. And I, I see uh, other Pokemon, and I'm like, oh, I kind of wish there was an Alolan Hypno, because that seems like that would be a cool idea. It feels like... I have no idea how many Alolan Pokemon there are in the game. But it feels like there's about... fewer than there should be. Like, they feel a little further and far between than they should, to me. I don't know if you guys got the same vibe. I don't exactly
2: mind that, but it's telling that four of the six Pokemon I ended the game with weren't Pokemon from older games. Yeah.
1: You don't like the designs in the new game, Don? Uh,
2: you mean, like, the Pokemon designs?
1: I think they're fine, yeah. But you, but I was just wondering what, so by the fact that you ended the game with four of six Pokemon being old Pokemon, is is yeah. that, do you think that's, uh, that reflects how you feel about the new designs at all?
2: No, not exactly. It's, uh, it just depends on what I find more u- useful oh, okay. playing the game because yeah. very early on, um, you get an option to trade a Machamp called Macho, um, in Pokemon Moon. And I instantly did that, and because it's a trade Pokemon, that that Pokemon will level up way faster. It's a really handy Pokemon to have. So I, 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 never, I, have, I, him. Never, I have not used him. And he never, <laughs> he never left my party from the moment
1: I got him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, if we're talking specifically about the old to skew, eighty percent of the Pokemon you will counter are old Pokemon, and 90% of the Pokemon you will encounter are Pokemon you have seen before if you've been following the Pokemon press cycle even a tiny bit. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's the vibe I get. It's yeah. I'm saying, I'm not going to say how many Pokemon are in the game, I'm just saying if you want an idea of what to expect with how Pokemon are encountered, the, the skew of old Pokemon to new Pokemon, think X and Y. Like, it's very similar to the way X and Y was, where there that's, are like that's the feeling I'm getting as 300 well. Pokemon you can probably find in the wild just as you play the game, uh, but so, 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 so many of them are older Pokemon, and I appreciate the fact that they treat old Pokemon like new Pokemon, which is exactly what Masuda said in an interview or Omori or one of them said in a recent interview that we want to treat the old Pokemon the same as the new Pokemon because that's how animals would be treated in real life and I totally respect and identify with that feeling but my favorite thing about a new Pokemon game is discovering new Pokémon, and seeing how I can sort of fiddle around with these new Pokémon that I haven't seen before, and how, uh, what happens when I pit new Pokémon against new Pokémon, using new mechanics against new mechanics. And I feel like this game, just like X and Y, gets a little further from that than I would like.
2: I understand that assessment. I don't really think it's all that necessary to me. Uh, but if you're really searching for a bigger ratio of new Pokemon, I totally understand.
1: It's why Black and White
0: are two of my favorite games in the series, and I think it's the... I love the bold thing that Black and White does, where it's just like, all new Pokemon to start. Right.
1: All new Pokemon until you beat the game in Black and White, which is probably the reason why it is my favorite game since, uh, I would say, Ruby and Sapphire. I would say Black and White... Can I say yes. something
2: really honest? I'm really yeah. not going to draw on it too long. I don't like black and white at all.
1: Okay, that's that's cool. It's Pokemon games are yeah, also maybe. made by Game Freak, who's one of the most talented developers in the world. So it's one of those things when someone shits on on a Pokemon game I like, I'm like, they still made a great game. And when I shit on a Pokemon game, there's still that thing in the back of my head where it's still one of the best games that probably came out that year. It's just how it stacks up compared to
0: other Pokemon games. Yeah. Yeah, Dom, maybe you should be a part of our eventual uh, generation warfare of picking the best generation. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> All right, but anyway. Uh... But yeah, because <laughs> so of how many So someone, someone was asking about uh, the map size. Um, mm-hmm. So we got the four islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you guys think it kind of compares to past games? And does it feel small? Does it feel big?
2: It feels a tiny small <sighs> I to feels some a, extent. It feels small in the back of your mind. I never saw... Sat down and thought about it, but afterwards it was like it was sort of a small adventure, but I was okay with that.
1: It's it felt better than X and Y, and how X and Y felt like a region where you go in one straight line and then you beat the game. Uh, Sun and Moon, even though they're still very linear, even though the region it could be smaller, it still feels like a, like a more enjoyable region. ...to play in than X and Y Y did. Because X and Y felt like Final Fantasy 13, ...just going down a corridor... ...and that's the (laughs) entire game.
2: Yeah, my problem with with, um, Sonny Moon though... ...is that you're always told where to go. I mean... There's no reason... There are waypoints...
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's basic- there's that that red, the red circle with the with the flag on it. Yeah. And you follow that everywhere.
1: Makes it feel like an open world game, even if it isn't, it still makes it feel like an open world game. No, but my
0: thing with that annoying. is I that that really bugged me until I realized that basically every Pokemon game has done that, they just haven't put a flag on the map. Yeah.
2: There's still yeah. a sense of exploration about that that I like more than just following a pointer.
0: But then like you can just go off and not follow the pointer and explore. It's- but you can just ignore it. Like that's what I I just did on the third island. I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna go back and, and see more of the second island. I, I had some things I wanted to do there. <laughs> <laughs> just just if you see it on the right, go to the left, Don. <laughs> You'll probably be blocked by a pseudo But who cares? Uh <laughs> So let me
1: ask you this then, Don, if you're someone who's always looking at the bottom screen. Here's something that bothered me, and I want to know if it bothered you too. Does it bother you that the Rotom Pokedex is constantly blinking? Because it bothers me that it, it has a blink cycle in the same way other 3D models in a video game would. So sometimes I would just keep looking at the bottom screen to look at the blinking Rotom, and I would actually be paying less attention at the top screen. And it's probably something that will bother no one else, but it bothered me, and I and I would almost rather there were just two circles for eyes rather than a Rotom Pokédex that had a blink cycle on it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it bothered the shit out of me, and then it made me conscious of my own blinking, and then I got just, that anxiety for a you little just while.
0: Ruined the game for me.
1: I ruined the game for everyone watching. <laughs> and but, but you know what? That's my job as a as a Pokemon journalist. <laughs> no. I like went there once. I need to I need to look at it before I give the
0: game a score. That's one of the things in the was, back of my. I was head. gonna I was gonna dye some clothes, uh, but but didn't yet. Yeah. Yeah. What about a Poca Poke, Poca We can talk about that, right? I. It's. Yeah. It's. Eh. <laughs> I used I it once. I, I. I went there once and didn't really see much of a point to go back.
1: Yeah. Uh, What do you guys think of the designs in this game? Because I love a lot of them, and there are a lot of them I'm not allowed to talk about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We we might have a follow-up. Someone asked if we could share our teams. I think sharing our teams would be breaking a lot of embargoes because we're not allowed to talk about, like...
1: There's... So, okay, I won't say anything about what this Pokemon is... But I will say there is one Pokemon that, as Neil and I have been talking about this game, yeah. that we have been talking back and forth. We've just been saying the same phrase back to each other. Yep.
0: And do you remember? Um, it, it'll be the patron saint of Nintendo News Report once the embargo lifts on Friday.
1: <laughs> yes, it, that'll be our uh, our uh, our mascot. Will be this. If, Pokemon. if Zach and Donald aren't on board, they're off the show. <laughs> it'll just be <laughs> me and Neil, and uh, we will we will off, yeah. off the <laughs> show. The show then, but there is. Was... Really
2: interested. Yeah.
1: So, do you remember, uh, Hawlucha in X and Y and how that was by far the best Pokemon yeah, design yeah. the best. in that entire game? It's this game's Hawlucha, is, is, uh, how I would. Uh, it's not, it's not a fighting, flying. <laughs> well, type. let's, like, let's, no. let's just Okay. But does. I'm saying that's, that's a second
2: thought, second I'm gonna, thought, I'm gonna only, point out. On second thought, I can only talk about the four of the Pokemon because I cannot talk about the final evolution of one of the starters, but, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, other Pokémon in my if, party. If people want to know about the ridiculousness of embargoes, you know how the final evolutions of the starters were officially announced? Mm-hmm. Technically, we can't talk about them in a review context. Yep. <laughs>
2: but yeah, there I, <laughs> I, I I I I directly picked up a I have a Sylveon in my party. I have mm-hmm. a I have the Mach that Machamp in my party. I have Asgore Ninja in my party.
0: I how do you get Ash Ninja? You, like I did the, demo, the and demo, I totally forgot you about go, it until literally right now. You
1: talk to the professor inside the Pokemon the Center in the demo. The Pokemon center, yeah. In the demo, and then you oh, can. Okay. I haven't done it, but that's how you do it. And, right. and it,
2: and it well, follows well, the cool. trading rules, so that will also really get out of experience
1: really fast. <laughs> uh, what am I allowed to talk about? I can still say Beware
0: is fucking awesome, right? Yep. Stuffle, stuffle, and Beware. Um, I. So first yeah. off, like Stuffle is, is the stuffed animal bear Pokemon that uh, when I found out that that was in an area that I was, I basically spent like 40 minutes <laughs> trying to get it to come out. Yeah. Uh, and then I finally did, and that was when, Alex, I I think that's the first time we talked when we were playing the game, and you're like, I got Beware in my party, it's great. I'm like, I have Stuffle, it's not that good. And then Stuffle evolved, and Beware is just a destroyer of worlds, Be- like normal fighting type, just... just Taking fools down.
1: Because beware Tank. looks like an anime joke character that doesn't belong in a Pokemon <laughs> game at all. But then you use him, and he's this weird cross between like a Machamp and a Snorlax.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's so I I oh god, he's so good. My my other one is kind of um almost uh, like I feel like they're too similar as far as like how I use them, but they're both great. Um, So to go with my beware, I really like Mudsdale, who um, I haven't, I, I forget what it evolves into, I'm looking at if you see my eyes darting off screen, it's because I'm looking at the list of Pokemon we can talk about to make sure. Can we talk, can talk about, about o- right
1: Alolan Raichu, which we know exists? Everyone knows it exists. Uh, yes, we
0: can. Yes Alolan we can.
1: Raichu is sick also. I have Alolan Raichu in my party because I raised it from a Pichu, which was a pain in the ass, but not, uh, but totally worth it. Because it's electric and psychic type, and it rides on a surfboard.
2: Yeah, if I not get back to Pokémon Moon eventually, that's one of my goals to get all of the Alolan Pokémon fixed up and then do some different stuff, but it's I had the goal to, to evolve the Pikachu into a Raichu, but I got si- kind of sidetracked by doing other stuff in the game.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm working on getting a Pikachu up so that way I can evolve it into a Lolan Raichu. I really it's uh, like I like the idea that it's a electric psychic. Like, yeah, that that seems fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I was trying to, uh, there's Vic of, evo- uh, yeah, Vic of, ev- Bug is what I have right now. I haven't, I haven't evolved to the third evolution yet, but that's the electric bug. Mm-hmm. And I was trying, trying uh, that, him out for a while, but didn't really dig him that the much. The
2: ev- third evolution is really sick. I have to, okay, then I'll, the, like,
0: cause isn't that, I guess, I don't think we can talk about evolution methods, but yeah, I, I haven't done that yet, but yeah, I look forward <laughs> to it.
1: One thing I wanted to mention that I totally forgot to talk about is even if we can have uh, agreements or disagreements or whatever about the quality of the story, I would actually say in a lot of ways the writing has been boosted in a big way. I don't mean necessarily characters back and forth. I mean the Pokedex entries are awesome this time around. And I would say the dialogue gets a lot darker between some characters. I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about. But there's some talk about, like, Pokemon hunting other Pokemon in detail. There's one kid who's standing outside a grave, and this is early in the game. So I'm allowed to talk yeah. about it. And he's like, are the people asleep forever when they go to the cemetery?
0: <laughs> oh god, it's so dark. <laughs> and then like, but it, I mean, there was always that kind of darkness in Pokemon. I mean, just think of the, the tower from Red and Blue. Like, yeah. I, I was I was... Yeah, I mean like granted like Game Boy Game Boy text kinda limits that, but I that gets heavy. Yeah and like that's barely written. But I would
1: say this game is it's a realized version of that. It it feels I think, more realistic. I think it's,
2: because like Pokedex entries used to be a bit ranchier in like text and design. They kind of brought it back with Sun and Moon now, which I like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh the Pokédex entries for normal Pokémon like new Pokémon are also awesome. There's one I want to talk about that I'm not allowed to because it's it's one of the Pokémon we can't talk about, but it has a Pokédex sure. entry that I need to share with you guys after the show. It's some of these are like genuinely funny in the same way old Pokémon uh descriptions were. Raquaza lived for 10 million years above the ozone layer. <laughs> this one's like uh this one's talking about Raichu and how Pikachu needed to change its diet in order to become like uh the psychic type Pokemon and how Ratata used to be like hunted by like these other Pokemon, Young Goose, and then it had to adapt and become nocturnal. Like there's this stuff that it's like it's world-building almost in the way, and not to compare Dark Souls to every single Pokemon game that exists. But in the same way Dark Souls item descriptions give you a lot of really helpful world building, the Pokedex descriptions really do make you feel closer to the world, and I will say this yeah. is the first game that has
0: ever happened in. I I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Um I, I wanna point out one more Pokemon, um, Alolan Dugtrio, which is just like three <laughs> blonde thumbs. <laughs> That's Fabio de um, Pokemon. Yeah, like, it's weird. But they all have different haircuts. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you haven't seen it, the Alolan Trio is just a Trio with, Allman like, Brother blonde manes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, the worst part about it is that I, because I, I, I wanted to get the blonde Trios, Like, it's I it. had to do it. Um... And then I realized that ground steel is kind of a terrible type. Right.
1: There's a lot of typing that sounds better in your head until you go to battle with something, and then you're like, oh, no. Yeah.
0: Like, I was I was like, ah, oh, this Dugture is totally going to take up this fire. Oh, he's yeah. dead.
2: Uh, like, one Pokemon that I really liked but never really used was Crabrawler.
1: Uh, so I, I saw Crabrawler to his conclusion, and something related to Crabrawler... Has a very
0: yes, uh, yes yeah,
1: Crabrawler yeah. has an excellent, excellent Pokedex fa- uh entry, and then the it's okay. he's not the only one. Yeah, yeah, just That's, she, it's just all. She, okay. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Crabrawler uh kind of I Crabrawler annoys me because I think it's I, I forget what it was because I kind of dropped it like a bad habit pretty shortly after I got it. I wanted to use him, but it's like he has all these special attacks, but his special attack's terrible. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's just like, because I kept on using him. Like, why is he doing, like, node. Oh, that's why. And then I. What?
1: So, are we allowed to talk about how you get a hold of Cribbrawler since it's early on in the game? Yeah, you can. I okay, so, so you, can. you were Neil. Uh, let me know that to get Crabrawler, there are you find berries on the ground, and sometimes when you dig through berries, a Crabrawler will come out. Well, there are berry trees all over the game, so I would recommend going to a place that's before the embargo, so we're allowed to talk about it, where you where you can dig into <laughs> berries and find a much higher level brawler, and then he will have more physical moves and then an attack power to uh to boot. Right. But I, I yeah. Krabrawler and some it, Krabrawler's on my team I like Crabrawler
0: yeah, yeah he's a guy that I'm, I'm going to revisit later It's just that I had to wait until I Could just like throw him in a party And then watch him go up in levels Later on yeah. in the game I mean, so that way I can get him out of his yeah. funk
2: I mean there are still Pokemon I haven't I mean I've encountered them but I don't have them In my boxes yet which is Mimikyu and Pukumuko which I still want to catch, but it's, I, because of the Pokemon game I chose, which is Pokemon Moon, I would have to play during the day if I wanted to catch a, a, um,
0: Mimikyu, so, that would be good. Bit... Yeah! Okay, the Mim, as far as, I mean, maybe we can talk more after the show, I haven't seen a Mimikyu at all, is that just later uh, on? Have you? Or... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. M- okay. Okay. Yep. Then yeah, we don't need to go into detail okay. on that. I just didn't know if I like missed it by not no. playing at the right time No, Neil.
1: Everything you think you'll miss, you'll find in this game. Like we were talking about how there were certain Pokemon we were anxious that we wouldn't find. If you're worried, yeah. don't worry. If you haven't come across it yet, you'll come across it later, especially if it's one of the cool ones like
2: yeah and cool. a um, i've encountered because i did a mini game which they discussed in yeah. the release but it's i have not found a way to catch one yet
1: i caught one same, by same just here. surfing over some water at one point uh and I, I i went straight in my box and i never touched it again after i caught it i just <laughs> like the name because this is the this game has the best pokemon names out of any pokemon game ever you got type null you got tapu koko which is which is the first Pokemon name with two words? Which I were allowed to mention the fact he exists because he was revealed very early on, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I just I just think the Pokemon names here this time around. It feels like if there was something they were scared of changing, even little stuff. It feels like Pokemon went ahead and changed it. The HMs they took away. The uh, the trainer battles. They they made that more. They made that more dynamic and that, like, a trainer can turn around in the way a person would, and then it'll challenge you to a battle because it saw you over his shoulder. Uh, stuff like what I was just talking about with uh, with Pokemon stuff. I don't know. It, it, this game is a very different Pokemon game, and I think that makes it feel like the freshest Pokemon games in years and years and years and years and years.
0: And years. I I agree. I think, yeah, I mean... Don might disagree with us but I think Alex you and I are in agreement that this is this is our favorite Pokemon game since Black it's and White It's my favorite and 3DS for, for me,
1: Pokemon game.
0: Yeah, for for me like I think I like I I'm I'm the one that's slightly lagging behind I've not finished it yet but uh Sun and Moon is is tracking the same or better as Black and White is. But even uh, if for I me. if
2: I don't think like Sun and Moon are the best Pokemon games who cares it's still a good Pokemon game.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's fun. It's it's about uh, in your opinion, Don. It's about an eight out of ten.
1: <laughs> yeah, and an eight out of ten <laughs> is still a really good. Still, a really good score. This game is not lazy. If there's one thing I can say about this sure, game, yeah. it's not lazy at all. They... It's very ambitious. That's yeah. for
2: sure. I just don't have a problem with the things that are they're trying to be a very ambitious in, but. Overall, I think it's a really ambitious game. One
1: might say the most ambitious Pokemon game since the original Pokemon games. I won't say the best, just the most I, ambitious. I would say
2: I would say the most ambitious game since Gold
1: and Silver. I could see that argument just cuz they stuffed two yeah, regions I'll in one. I agree, I agree with that. Um, yeah. But those are the three. If we're talking three most ambitious Pokemon games, Sun and Moon ranks easily. Yeah, I
2: I yep. can I can agree, and agree with that.
1: Yeah, is there anything else we need to talk about for Pokemon Sun and Moon that you were thinking about?
0: I I think that might be it. Um, I think that's kind it, of yeah. Kind of final thoughts, guys. Any, anything that you can mention and want to before we go?
1: After Friday, there is one Pokemon you're going to see me and Neil gushing over.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, want to know um, what a Pokemon is, you of... so I have to tell me after well, the show. Wait, we'll talk after the show.
2: <laughs> but, uh it's it's was really great to finally use the the circle pad and not feel limited by by walking around
0: yeah uh, like it's the kind of thing that like uh i kind of want to go back and play a little bit of x and y or an earlier game because like i kind of it didn't even register with me that like that freedom of movement was yeah. there when i've been playing sun and moon It just like it it Feels modern.
1: Frankly. X and Y does it a little bit, but they kind of half-ass it, and that you can only be in the 360-degree movement on the roller skates, and even then, it's not perfect. This game has yep. no compromises, full 360-degree
0: movement. It's it's wonderful. I yeah no, I I love this game.
1: I like the shit out of it so far, <laughs> and once I do the post-game, I will have a far better uh, understanding of how I feel about it. At the very least, I will say
2: I, I had I had a solid time. I will say that. Who cares? I had a soul. In that.
1: X and Y and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, I kind of felt like Pokemon was getting away from what I like in a Pokemon game. In the sense that it was clearly skewing to a younger audience, it was getting way easier. The games were so insanely polished that it felt like they were almost made by a factory. In X and Y and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, to me, like it didn't have. I still,
2: I still really enjoyed. Omega will be enough, I like it a lot. It's... Um, but I understand, I understand, I can see that counter-argument. It, it
1: feels easier. so polished and safe and made by a committee, and not made in a boardroom, but made by an, an enormous team, that it, it didn't feel like there was as much personality as I old think games. De-
2: I think that Delta episode is one of the best things in story-wise of a Pokemon It game. was a
1: wonderful 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's still
2: <laughs> the best wonderful 90 minutes maybe of the entire Pokemon franchise.
1: Sun and Moon while not perfect, were the first games to sort of light a spark in my heart for this whole Pokemon thing in years. Years and years and years. Like like a genuine spark, the kind of spark I haven't felt in maybe five, six years. Sun and Moon was the first games to (laughs) reignite that. And I think now that they're getting less safe, I am so excited to see what the future of Pokemon looks like.
2: For me, for me, from a personal perspective, because I'm a bit l- less on the downside of it, I'm interested to see what they will do next with the foundation that they have built.
1: Yeah, cause now they they've realized the X and Y engine to its full potential, and now we're sure. left to see where they build from that. Because what's next is
0: I think we gotta see a Switch game next. I was just gonna gonna bring that up as how we close this. Uh, there's been a lot of buzz. Well, I mean, Game Freak has come out and said that they're they're working on Switch games, Um or I guess Switch game. Wait, Pokemon even Company even
1: or Game Freak?
0: Or no, no there's a Pokemon okay. Company. Yeah, but I can, people but who I work also, on Pokemon games. I can games. also
2: say that uh, MCV UK had a rumor that um, Zelda, Pokemon, and Mario would arrive in the first six months of the system. What I can tell you is that 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 report is very
1: close to accurate. Ooh. Sexy. (laughs) Do we... I wonder Uh, if it's a Sun and Moon port or if they do something else. I...
0: I, I'm gonna say... I've heard some stuff that maybe... Maybe it's a Sun and Moon sequel. Maybe? I don't know. I I haven't heard too much about that. I think it's a
2: third
1: game of Sun and Moon. Okay. I'll play sun and moon again so I'll play sun and moon again as like a sun and moon with like twenty percent more content I'll do that in like a year
0: yeah I mean yeah. that's that's what I think I, I don't know don Don and I I think have talked to different people about this potentially I don't know yeah we have <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah no I have I have heard some things that uh well I mean we know that the Pokemon company and I think and I think game freak like they're they're they're, they are working on a game for Switch, um, and I guess we'll probably, maybe we'll find out on January 12th, maybe we'll find out later, I don't know, Yeah. but we'll I I very much, I kind of expect to see a, a Sun and Moon, like, a, yeah, a third game, a sequel, whatever, I, I kind of expect that to be on Switch in the next year or two.
1: You know what would be awesome? The first Switch Pokemon game to be a new remake of Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow. That
0: would be real dope. With
1: the Sevi Islands, and just a little more, and then you do the Sun and Moon engine, but all HD and shit. And you know that Pokemon, like, actually goes all in on these 3D models, at least for the Pokemon, so they'll probably translate relatively easily. But mm-hmm. I think a Kanto
0: Pokemon game would be lit. I do like... Maybe Game Freak is just working on uh, Tempo the Badass Ooh! Elephant. Uh, port, port to Switch. Props props to Collects Loshi. <laughs> Clex. Click, uh, Yoshi. They're making for that, that one.
2: sequel to that Britain game on 3DS. You know
1: what Game Freak <laughs> is great at? Making Pokemon games. You know what Game Freak isn't great at? Making everything not involving Pokemon and solitaire horses. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I
2: liked, liked Harmonite. was Harmanite a 7. Harmonite was fun. Um, You know what was more fun, though? Drill Dozer. Drill Dozer.
0: Yeah, dude, Drill Dozer was all. <laughs> If, did you ever play Drill I Dozer? I never played Eric? Drill
1: Dozer, but I don't like Tembo the Badass Elephant very much at all. I, <laughs> I, like, I, I'm Drill really that good.
0: that you didn't
2: play Drill Dozer. Was it, does it have a totally lot of Pokemon stuff in it?
1: Like, not Pokemon literally, but I mean, does, does my like of Pokemon carry over to Drill Dozer at all?
0: Your like of good video games. No, but I'm should.
1: saying, like, the stuff Game Freak is good at. Like, their attitude in games. Like, their writing. The stuff Game Freak does that's not Pokemon, but it's Alex, the stuff that say, makes up Alex, Pokemon's me, personality.
2: Actually, let me say this. This game originally never came out of Europe. I imported the copy when it came out on GBA back in the day. And I loved it so much, I had to also have a Japanese copy in box.
0: Okay. It's ten it's bucks. It's a really good game. It's on Wii U Virtual Console
1: yeah nice okay for six bucks or something
0: maybe i'll maybe i'll
1: play you know what maybe yeah. i'll play it i'm always down for a new game free game maybe i'll play
0: but yeah so that's that does it for our pokemon Sun and Moon review discussion uh stay tuned to nintendo news report we will assuredly be talking about this game for a while because it's not like nintendo has that much else happening until january i guess there's super mario maker for 3ds but yeah so uh so yeah we'll be talking about a nintendo news report uh, you can follow us here on this YouTube channel. You can also visit us online at NintendoWorldReport.com. You can support us on Patreon at www.patreon.com/nwr. Uh, support that so that like we can keep on doing this website and this YouTube channel and all that jazz. Uh, I'm Neil Ronaghan. You can find me on Twitter at at n r o n one zero. Uh, we are. I'm also joined by Alex Kalafi, who can be found on Twitter at at Lafia, C-U-L-A-F-I-A. Uh, we have Don Kootman, who can be found on Twitter at Nintendon. And uh, Don also has his own YouTube channel, yeah. uh Nintendon. Nintendo Nintendon so One. Go... Nintendo one. Yeah. Uh, is that because the old Nintendon like got destroyed or something? Got destroyed by some, YouTube some <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back in So Nintendon <laughs> on One. Check, check out Don's stuff and uh Yeah. You know... I'm
2: basically working with this right now. Mm-hmm. Ooh little Famicom mini action. Yep. I might do a review on this. I have not decided I might do a review on this
0: because there are ten different games on this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, so that's a, that's the a show. Uh, thank you so much for watching and uh, bye, everybody. bye.
2: Bye. Bye,